from trying to, you know, play sports. I wanted to try out for the volleyball team. And um, I know, right? But I could play volleyball. Y'all know I can play volleyball, you know. But uh, <laughs> the doctor was concerned for my health. And so running isn't something that um, I'm accustomed to. And I just so happen to marry someone who loves to run. Pastor loves to run. He runs and runs and runs, almost like Forrest Gump sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where you running to, sir? But he loves to run. And I just, I've watched him over the years run and, and run. And sometimes it's like he scares me because, you know, I, you know, he's breathing all hard and, you know, he's still running. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and he's running and running. And so I, you know, I have had the opportunity to ask him a few things about runners and, and especially with long distance running. And I've asked him, I'm like, well, when you were running, you know, especially like in a marathon, because a marathon is how far? 26 miles of running. I, you know, just thinking about 26 miles of driving is like, how long is that? You know, to run 26 miles is another story. But I said, what do you do if you have to use the restroom? He said, you just keep running. I said, what, 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 what? What? So you just keep running. You don't stop. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, just gave me a whole nother, you know, imagine, you know, I'm just like, wow. I said, what do you do if you get thirsty? He said, there's people that's lined up along the, the, the path that you're running. They'll give you a cup, just a tiny cup, because, you know, you can't get drink too much. It'll slow you down. You just a little sip, and you just throw the cup to keep running. I'm like, wow. You know, I said, well, what if somebody passes out? Well, they come and they pick them up and get them off the track and, you know, and, you know, make sure they're okay. And then some people get up and start running again, and some people, you know, they just have to stop racing and I'm like wow this is really serious you know I'm glad I don't run but I realized um, listening to him and watching over the years and I'm not on a bunny trail this does have to do with Mother's Day y'all just stay with me that there are three things that a runner can run out of okay a runner can run out of breath a runner can run out of energy and a runner can run out of time and as I began to think about being a mom, I feel like I have been, and many of you can attest to this feeling that you have been in a race to be the best mom. I've, I, you know, I've, I've been in this race to be the best mom ever. You know, Proverbs 31 all the way. You know, I need, I, you know, I, I need to be the best mom, and 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 and, and that's all to it. Uh, but who? Who came up with the standard of what the best mom actually looks like? And so while we're in this race to be the best mom, here's the thing. Many of us actually didn't start out trying to be a mom. You know, just like I said, I don't run. There's women that's like, I'm not going to be no mom. You know, and so some of us started out like, I ain't going to be no mom. And then you end up being a mom. Like some people start out saying, I ain't running. And then they end up running. You know what I'm saying? And so you end up in this race that you didn't technically sign up to be in in the first place right? And so you, you end up running. And if you're not prepared, like pastor said with runners, if they're not prepared, they can end up injuring themselves instead of completing the race in the first place. You can end up hurting yourself if you're not prepared for the race. And as a mom, how do you get prepared? 
Like what instruction? I know they write books about it and all that wonderful stuff, but there's not like a practice test you can take to be a mom. You know what I'm saying? You don't get like this practice kid, you know, oh, if something bad happened to the kid, oh, well, I'll just get another one. I mean, it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? You're like, you a mom and here's this kid and you got to learn how to take care of this kid to the best of your ability. And sometimes we have moms who can help us do that and sometimes we don't. I was blessed with a wonderful, phenomenal mother. You know, little Nyla said earlier today her mom was strict. I thought it was the cutest thing ever. I thought that same thing about my mom too, Nyla. I was like, wow, you just, <laughs> you put the pressure on me. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciated it when I got older. But the Lord called her home after my first child. So I didn't have her for my second and third. And there were times, you know, I don't care what people tell you, all your children are different. And every birth is different. And so when I had my second one, it was different from the the first one the third one was different from the second one and I didn't have a mom that I could call and ask her certain questions about this kid that I now have that I was like you know my whole theme and goal in life was you know I'm gonna be 25 I'm gonna have kids you know about sometimes time I'm 30 honey by the time I was 30 I had three kids and divorced twice okay maybe once that's another story I know I just blew some of y'all wigs way back but just stay with me and you just don't know how to plan. And, and so all you can do is just trust that what you're doing is a good job, okay? So you're a mom and you're running in this race, all right? And you're like, how am I going to stop? How am I going to prevent myself from running out of breath, okay? When you run out of breath, basically, it's like having the wind knocked out of you. It's traumatic. It's stressful. As a mother, things happen that literally knock the wind out of you. There are things that can take place that are so stressful that you just don't even know how you're going to make it out of it. There are things that happen to you as a mom that bring about trauma that changes your entire life and scope of parenthood that you wonder who, who's been through this before and some things happen you too embarrassed to even ask anybody about because you don't want nobody to know this is what's going on in your household. You can literally run out of breath. As a mom you can run out of energy how many of us have ever run out of energy as a mom where you just don't even have the lack or the yeah you you lack the desire you don't even have the desire to want to do what it is you're supposed to do as a mom because you're like look I didn't really sign up for all of this in the first place you know peace deuces I'm whatever I'm done I'm tired I'm spent like I thought I was done when I graduated high school why do I have to do third grade homework all over again I don't understand this is not fair like I mean I, I where's conjunction junction where's your function I mean I, I want you I just don't even want to do this no more you get spent you're disappointed. You know, it's, it's, it's just like when you, when, you, when you lose your energy and you run out of energy, you have had so many disappointments and, 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 and you just, just find this decreased desire to really want to give a care. Like, really, I don't care if you play another uh, t-ball game. I, I really don't care. If you, if you, you want to play soccer, I, I don't even want to be on the soccer field. I told, you know, I, my kids were coming up. They wanted to play t-ball. They want to play soccer. Listen, let me tell you something. Oh, Jesus. I was that soccer mom whose kid ran the soccer ball to the, the opposing team's goal and made the point. <laughs> 
Okay? That I was that mom. That everybody looked at like, that's your kid? Get your kid off the field. I was that mom. So I really wasn't all into the, you know, whole activities thing. But that's what was expected of me, okay? This was society's expectation of me as a mom to be this sports-related mom. You know, I was living in the suburbs at the time, all right, okay? And, you know, you're supposed to be this mom that, you know, had sleepovers and, you know, went to events and did really fun things. This is how the people talk where I live. So, you know, <laughs> I had to conform, right? So, you know, I lost that drive and that care. I was the Girl Scout troop leader, okay? I was on the PTA. I did all of these things, okay? Y'all, you know what? Because society put the pressure on me to say, this is the kind of mom you were supposed to be. So I had, you know, like a lot of us do, you know, I had postponed some things that I really desired in life to do. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to finish my degree. You know, I, I was working in the community as well. And I had to learn how to balance all these things. And there were times where the pressure just got too heavy. And I wanted to quit everything. Can I be real with you? There were days I wanted to quit being a mom. You know, Tyra talked about it earlier, and it was really funny that she picked up on it because I never explained to them why I was being somebody different in the car with them. But it was because they was calling me all the time. Mom, 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 mom. You know, it's like you don't have to preface what you're getting ready to say next with mom first, okay? You don't have to do that. Just say what it is you're going to say. But they don't do that. They're mom, 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 mom. You know, you ever see that little cartoon of Stewie, um, family guy? He's like, mom, 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 mom. He said it like 25 times. And then she finally says, what? And he's, he starts laughing and runs away. And it's like, that was the story of my life. And so we would be in the car, and everybody got a story. And everybody want to talk about something. And I'd be like, you know, well, I am, I would be, I would make up, you know, different characters. I would, you know, talk with different accents and stuff like that. And we had a lot of fun in the car. But at the same time, it was my way of escaping the fact that I had to be the mom. I had to be a mom. I have to be the mom, but the kind of mom that you are is who you determine your mother, what your, you determine your motherhood is going to look like. When a mother runs out of time, that's when you, you basically failure to, uh, it's a failure to recognize or appreciate the value of time. When you run out of time as a mom, that's when you really neglect to tap into those early years, those fun years when they're little, and you think these years are going to be always, and you find out when they become really irritable, agitated teenagers that you wish they were little again. You know, <laughs> when they become really self-centered, selfish adults and you wish that they were those cute little kids that used to hug up with you all the time. Not saying all of y'all are selfish and self-centered, but it does happen. And you realize that. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, there was time that I could have spent doing X, Y, Z. There was time I could have spent doing this. That Oh, I wish when I was, you know, carrying them that I'd have read to them more when I was pregnant. Oh, I wish I'd have put on, you know, the earphones on my stomach when 
I, you know, you see other moms doing things. We're like, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have thought of that. You know, Sister Tiana, I, I was talking about that this morning. The little spa days that she did, she does with Nyla. You know, I didn't do, I, I think I did one spa day with Tyra when she was like 13 or something. That was the limit because I just didn't do it. It just wasn't on my radar. But I didn't value the fact that my kids wouldn't be small always. Always. And so as, as a mom, sometimes you run out of time and you be like, Lord, I just, I, I just want to recapture that time again. But when time is spent, it's gone. And so we have to learn how to capture that time so we don't run out of time. We don't run out of breath. We have to take breaks so we don't run out of breath. You have to take time to care for yourself. I know I didn't pick out five of the most wonderful women in the Bible and teach about them today, but I feel like we've talked about Mary and Elizabeth and Martha so many, so much and so many times. It's time for us to talk about us, okay? And we got to take time to breathe. You got to take time to, to carve out moments for yourself to be like, and let me tell y'all some practical things. You know what I used to do when I came in the door every day? We used to come in the door, the kids after school and everything. I go straight to the bathroom. They'd be like, wow, mom got to use the bathroom. No, mama needed some time. I needed about 10 minutes in the bathroom by myself. That's the only place I can go and know you ain't coming in here for 10 minutes so I can just just breathe and get it together. At one point in the wintertime, I would be like, y'all can't talk to me until I take my coat off, okay? And I would keep my coat on for like 30 minutes. You know, that's when it was real little because then all, they, you know, they couldn't like, you know, their reasoning wasn't all the way there. They was like, she got her coat on, long her coat on, we can't talk. Okay, fine, got it. So... <laughs> These are little tricks that I used to do so I could have a moment to breathe. And then we don't want to run out of energy. And the only way that we don't run out of energy is not allowing the cares of this life to weigh us down to the point where we forget and lose sight of the goal. We're running a race. And just like the scripture says, listen, there's only going to be one winner. But you have to determine what prize you're going after. Are you going after the societal prize of being the best mom according to what society says the best mom is? Or are you going after the prize of being the best mom you know God has ordained you to be according to who he has ordained you to be? That's what's most important. Not what society thinks or what your friends think or who else thinks. Listen, let me tell you all something real funny. I had a friend. We're not friends anymore. It's okay, though. Um, <laughs> a friend. And I would share some of the things that I was going on with my with my kids, okay? And I w I'm a very normal mom in the sense that I had normal kids. You know, I was telling somebody uh, just the other night, you know, when AJ got to be in high school, you know, AJ went from this really, really, really sweet kid. We got to high school and I was like, who is this boy? He about to get hurt. Uh, you know, I felt my inner mother of my mother coming out of me, and I a couple times did have to snatch him up. You know what I'm saying? He all right now. But, but you know, what he was, nobody had to snatch him up. And I had to snatch up my nephew, Sister Foxy, sons. I used to tell him all the time, I don't care how big you get, I can still whoop your behind until they start getting big enough to pick me up. And then that was a whole rap. You know, that was a rap. But, I, I, you know, you, I, you try to get the fear of God in them, you know. So I would tell my friend, you know, things that were going on with my kids. And, you know, I was really 
really just bare my soul as a mother because I'm like, you know, hey, we moms and, you know, you can identify with me and I can identify with you. But the only thing she was telling me about her child was all this wonderful stuff. She's on olive roll and she's doing all this wonderful in sports and she's doing this and she's doing that. And so I started feeling some kind of way. You ever started feeling some kind of way because people make you feel like you less than? You ever start feeling some kind of way because people look like they are living such a much better life than you? You ever start feeling some kind of way because you feel like something must really be wrong because I'm not doing stuff. I must not be doing this right. I must be messing up. Because if I was doing it right, and I, I, you know, my kids would be doing as good as as hers. You know, my 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 kids would be would be on honor roll, and my kids wouldn't be in trouble all the time, and and my kids wouldn't be. Come on now, y'all know that it, it, you feel like something must be. I must have I must have really messed up. And can I be, you know, just. Honest and open with y'all for a few minutes, even as a a, a 50-year-old grandma right now, let one of them do something and not be like, where did I go wrong, Lord? What did I do? Where have I failed? (laughs) Oh, Lord, recently Jocelyn quit her job and to uh, pursue other interests. And she sent it to me in a text, and you know, she told me, I, and I sent it back, and I said, "Lord, I don't." I said, "I just don't know what I went, where I went wrong. I don't know what I did wrong." I, you know, I said, "So then, you know, she ended up getting another job." Okay, so she's she's working now, y'all. She got two of them, matter of fact. And and she said, "No, I knew I had to get a second job because I did not want to hear you say not one more time that I, you know, something must be wrong with you because I decided to quit my job." And you get to that point because you like you you know you don't want to run into people who know you and they be like how is your how are your kids doing and you be like, well she quit her job she's she's homeless and jobless right now unemployed she's in the soup kitchen I mean you know what I'm saying what I want to be able to say something about my kids you know I'm just keeping it real so you know. But these there are things that they experience, and I'm not just putting my kids' business out there on the front street. There's things I experienced, too, when I was trying to find myself, and I wonder what my mama said about me. You know, she down in dating, acting a fool. I mean, <laughs> these are things that I was doing. And so this friend would constantly tell me all this wonderful stuff about her daughter. And, you know, I, you know, I was so happy and excited. Um, her daughter and my daughter graduated within the same, you know, time frame. Her daughter was set to graduate the year after my youngest. And so, you know, I had my youngest graduation party and everything. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is the last one. All of them graduated. Thank you, Lord. I had my own little party and everything, you know. <laughs> I had me a party because they graduated. But then when it came time for her daughter to graduate, I got no announcement. I, I got no invitation. I'm like, what's happening, you know? And so I called. I said, are you having a party for her? Are you, you know, she, well, there's some things that happen. And she, long story short, her daughter didn't even graduate. But you told me she was on the honor roll. What happened? You told me she was doing so well in school and she was in these clubs and she, what happened? 
The truth was, none of it was true. None of it. The girl dropped out of school. Now, y'all looking at, that's how I was looking when I found out. Like, what? And I realized it was more important for her, to her, to lie to me, to make me feel like something was wrong with me and my children, when all the while, your child is worse than mine. But that's what society does to us, is it makes us compare to the point where we feel like we can't even be honest about what's really going on. It makes us feel like we have to make up stuff just so we can be comfortable with who we are. And it robs us from the opportunity to really trust God to see that what he promised he said he was going to do, he's really going to do. When God gave you those children, he gave them to you for a reason, for a purpose, not for them to fail, not for you to feel like you're the worst mother in the world, not for you to feel like you did something wrong. He trusted you with them because he knew you had what they needed in order to be the people he birthed them into the earth to be. You got what it takes. If you don't take nothing else away from here today, I need you to take that away. I have what it takes. God has equipped you with what your children need from birth to the time of you carrying them to the time where they're carrying you. He's equipped you with that. Societal pressure. Hmm. According to an article in the National Center for Biotechnology Information, yes, I did some research. Women who are mothers are feeling the pressure to be the perfect mother, and, and because of that, it's causing them parental burnout, and it also is harmful to their career ambitions. In other words, society is pressuring you to the point where you're feeling burnout and you are torn between the decision of being the mother that he's ordained you to be and the individual that he's ordained you to be. Not understanding that they are one and the same. Mama, you can finish school. Mama, you can have the dream that you desire to have. You can have that career that you desire to have. You can do it and you can still raise your kids at the same time. Without feeling the pressure that somehow, someway you are failing because you can't make every PTA meeting. Without the pressure of feeling like you are failing because you can't be at every game. Well, just because the coach decides or the organization decides that the, all the games are going to be on Saturdays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, and you can't make all three of those days, does not mean you are less than a mother. You have to understand society doesn't dictate to you who you are, but God does. You can do it. You can be the best mom. And how are you going to be the best mom by being the best mom God said that you would be? He gave you those children. He told you what to do. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I need you to take that on that today. I make mistakes. But it's okay. It's okay. 
it's okay. I make mistakes and it's okay. Because every mistake that I make, God has a remedy. He has a remedy. So everywhere you feel like you made a mistake or a misstep raising your children, God has a remedy. And I'm going to tell you something that's hopefully going to help you. No matter what your child is going through, whether they be a little bitty kid or a grown up, they are building their testimonies. You got your testimony. They can't have your testimony. They got to have their own testimony. So they're going to go through some things, even though you told them not to do it 25 times. And on the 26, they finally got it. And like, you know what? I shouldn't do that. You're right. Or if you tell them for their own benefit and for their own good, this is something that you shouldn't do. And it takes five people to tell them the exact same thing you told them. And then they think it was their idea. You know what, mom? I decided this is not good for me. Really? <laughs> you, I've been teaching you this since you was two, but I'm glad you came to that conclusion. You can be the best mom you can be. Just this morning, I was given a beautiful gift. And the card read to the best mom. My little grandson said, I, you know what? I, I think that might be Nana's gift. I said, no, because I'm Yaya. They have a Nana. I'm Yaya. I said, no, no, that's not Nana's gift. That's my gift. He said, how you know? I said, because it says the best mom ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's mine <laughs> not because I feel like I'm perfect or that I've done everything right but I stand in my own right to say I have done all I can do I have done what I can and I have to believe that is more than enough. Why? Because El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, lives inside of me. So that which I do, I know it has been my best. And mama, you got to understand no matter what you've done, you've done it in the word of the Lord. You've done it in the will of the Lord. And it is more than enough than what your children need. You planted a seed that has the ability and the potential to grow. The best way we can be the best mom is to be around. We got to be around. And that's one thing if you can't be around. But if you can be around, be around. What do I mean by that? Well, I pulled up a couple statistics. Women ages 20 plus, and these statistics are from 2013 through 16 from the CDC, 41% of them were obese, meaning overweight. 33% of them have high blood pressure to take medication. The leading three causes of death, women ages 20 and above, heart disease, cancer, and stroke. I'm sad to say that I know women that I've lost, loved, and lost that have had one or more of those conditions. And I am provoked on today to share with you that something has to change. Because no matter what we do as mothers, because we, we tend to take care of everybody else except for us. 
We take care of everybody. Everybody gets nursed back to health when they're sick. Every cold, every Lord don't let a man get sick. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and then when we get sick, we are, oh, it's okay. I'm fine. It's okay. I'll be all right. I'll be okay. Arm almost hanging off your body. And you, it's all right. Let me hold on. Okay, it's better. You know, we, we tend to feel like we are just invincible. You know, ain't no go, go, <laughs> stop me. <laughs> I'm at work and barely talk. I'm whispering. Hey, I don't have a voice today, but uh, yeah, let me help you book your flight. Because I feel like I can't stop. And as moms, we feel like we can't stop. We got to keep going. Because if I don't go, nobody's going to go. If I don't do, it won't get done. But you got to take care of you. And that's the part of my message today about running to win. The only way we're going to win if we run is we got to be prepared for the race. The best way to prepare for the race is to take care of this only body we're going to get. You know, when I, when I was coming up and, and, and I share this often, I didn't even know what the mall was. I have four sisters older than me. And my mama was excellent at passing things down. So I never had new clothes. <laughs> I always had what my sisters either got tired of wearing or couldn't wear no more until I got older. And so she taught me thriftiness, which is good. But I didn't have a concept for taking care of myself. She taught us a lot of things, thriftiness, taught us how to cook, but I didn't know how to take care of me. And so a lot of her traits I've picked up. I'm more than just act like her or think like her or look like her, but my test results look like hers. And that's not good. And as I was preparing I heard the Lord say, you can't run this race if you're not fit to run. See, being a mom isn't all about being fit as a mom. Like, of course, you need to take care of your kids. But being physically fit to have the stamina to breathe, to have the energy to go I got to take care of myself. Moms, I'm challenging you today. I'm challenging me today to take better care of ourselves. We have to eat differently. I watch my mom eat scraps to make sure we could eat. I watch my mom just, you know, d d just deprive herself so we could have what we needed. And moms, guess what? We live in a better day and time now. We don't have to do that. But because it's been ingrained in us, that's what we do. So splurge a little and eat the vegetables. Go ahead and have that fruit. I know it costs a little much. But you're worth it. Drink that water. It's good for you. 
Don't deny yourself and eat all this fast food because it's fast and it's quick and you don't have time to cook because you got to go from one thing to the next. You got to prepare for the race. I got some gifts for you today. I pray I have enough. I'm going to be honest with you. They're right there for the mothers. Every mother, raise your hand. Brother Lonzo, can you hang <laughs> back there stretching? He did good on that bacon, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> can you bless each mother with a gift? I want to sow into your life today because I want to make a commitment myself to do better, to prepare, to plan, to win, to win. I won't know if I won if I'm not around to see it, and I want to be around to see it. I want you to be around to see it, too. So I, I gave you a little water bottle. And I want you, and inside the water bottle is a towel. That means I plan for you to break a sweat. <laughs> Find a way to get some exercise in. If it's walking, if you do take on running, hey, I will be there to cheer you on, okay? I'm not gonna run, but I will clap you in, okay? Pastor and I started bike riding. I'm riding my bike. I'm eating, choosing, making better choose, uh, better eating choices because I got to change this so I can win. I can win. You know, it's, it's great to model certain things in front of your kids, but if you don't model life, they're not going to follow life. So I got to model life. Amen. We got to model life for our children and teach them how to win. That it's not society's idealism of motherhood that matters, but it's God's idea of what I should be as a mother that matters. And one of the things that he says in his word is about keeping our temples. We got to work on these temples, ladies. Not just because we want to be cute, because we cute already. Okay, we cute already, but we got to work on these temples so that the enemy won't be able to attack us so easily because we're not healthy enough to fight back. Amen. Amen. I want to pray with you today. Come on, mothers. We're just going to meet up here at the altar. And if you could just grab hands on. Pastor, can you give me a prayer?